And welcome, everybody, to another episode of Eat Sleep Podcast. Repeat, my name is Dave Taylor, and uh, Man Oh Man uh, Survivor Series War Games Edition was uh, was pretty enjoyable pay-per-view. We'll I'll run through the card here in, in just a moment. Uh, by the way, thanks for uh, checking this out. Again, Eat Sleep Podcast, Repeat, a, a wrestling podcast you can find. Well, in a couple of places. Uh, we'll talk about that right now. We're FM 99 and 106.9 The Fox's only wrestling podcast. You can find us under the media tab at FM99.com or 1069thefox.com. And you can check out some of our previous episodes there. Uh, of course, uh, maybe you're listening on an app somewhere. Uh, Stune in. Stune in. Uh, tune in. <laughs> Spotify. Uh, Stitcher. iTunes. SoundCloud. uh Many different apps. You can uh, follow, subscribe, make sure you get alerts uh, so you can uh, know when new episodes come out like this one. Also, uh, we're on Facebook and Twitter, ESPR99. Give us a follow. Give us a like. And uh, sometimes we go live there, too. And make sure you get notifications so you know when we do that. So without further ado, let's go to the Survivor Series. And uh, I thought the build for this was pretty good. And uh, you know, is uh, you know, and it's different nowadays because now that we have the premium live events, you really don't get the uh, pre-show matches as much anymore. I know Clash of the Castle had that, but uh, these other big matches now we don't get that. You know, no elimination matches; those are gone. You know, we used to get like teams of four or five wrestling against each other, but uh, Triple H wanted to make a change here and. He wanted to bring war games to WWE, and he did. And I tell you what, it's interesting during the podcast, you know, when uh, Michael Cole was talking about the history of war games, Dusty Rhodes, and, you know, some of these early war game matches, uh, which you can find on Peacock, or if you're not in the U.S., you can find the WWE Network. I need to go back and watch some of these. Uh, some are better than others. Uh, that's for sure. Of course, NXT's been doing it for a couple of years, and some of those have been pretty good, and some of those were... Uh, you know, we're all right. You know, uh, some of the things I worried about uh, happened here with, um, you know, with all the tables and chairs and all the stuff. You know, you already have a hardcore type match. And then, you know, hey, let's add more stuff into it. Um, but there you go. So what's uh, we had five matches on the card. Uh, a lot of it was pretty solid. Uh, here we go. So you had the women's war game match starting off. No pressure here. Right now you can see uh, some nerves at times, but uh but here we go. It's uh, Team Belair with uh, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, Asuka, Mia Yim, and Becky Lynch. And they took on the uh, damage control team. That was, uh, of course, with uh, Bailey, uh, Dakota, Sky, Dakota Kai, and Eel Sky, Nikki Cross, and Rhea Ripley. And, uh, you know, he had the uh, five on five here. Of course, didn't start off that way. Started with uh, Bianca Belair for her team and Dakota Kai for her team. And, of course, uh, Rhea's team was the one that uh, the won the uh, match uh, prior to that where they would have the the person advantage, if you will. And they had the rest of the first five minutes of the match against each other. And then uh, when it came time for the next participant, that was EO Sky. And she joined, of course, uh, you know, eventually the numbers game got to uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, but they did that. And then you had, uh, you know, participants uh, going back and forth. You know, with uh, Asuka, and then, uh, which eventually we're going to get that one on one match with Asuka and uh, EO Sky, which I'm, I'm assuming is going to happen at WrestleMania. You know, they keep teasing that a little bit. Uh, you know, Nikki Cross going into the match. Of course, he brought in all the weapons and everything. Uh, then he had, you know, Bailey doing the ladder into the ring. 
Uh, then the final participants, you had Ripley going in for uh, Bailey's team and then Lynch for Bel Air's team. And then that's when the match officially started. And, uh, you know, it was mayhem. It was crazy. You know, weapons and stuff. No, no chairs. We had that in the uh, the men's match. But they had some spots. You had, uh, you know, the spot with EO Sky jumping off the top of the cage. A reverse moonsault, which is just absolutely crazy. Wow. Did not uh, see that. And, uh, you know, I thought the pacing was uh, pretty good in this match uh, for what it is. I mean, you are going to get slow spots where everybody's down. You know, uh, just, that's what you get in these kind of matches, or you get everybody's down except for two people because that's where the focus is. And then, you know, in the other spots, you know, they're just, you know, in the corner just punching away or whatever else. But uh, it's amazing with this. The ladder spot with, uh, you know, uh, Rhea Ripley uh, putting uh, Mia through a ladder, and, uh, you know, the ladder broke. You know, he's worried about stuff like that. And then uh, Becky Lynch going to the top of the cage, and diving onto, well, not really a dive, but she, you know, went, uh, but landed on EO Sky and Dakota Kai, and then pinning Dakota Kai to win the match for uh, Bel Air's team. So uh, Bel Air and Alexa Bliss and Mia Yim and Asuka and Becky Lynch are your winners there. And, you know, it was good. It was entertaining. Uh, you know, does this put an end to the story? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I well, it did set up a couple of things because he did because uh, Rhea Ripley. Fantastic in this match. And, um, you know, and the only thing that really slowed her down with Asuka's, uh, you know, poison mist, uh, if you will. And then, um, yeah, but they teased uh, her and uh, and Becky. They also, you know, Bailey and Becky, who have not fought in WWE with my, you know, thinking back, I know they fought in NXT, but. So, you know, they got some stuff there. And, of course, eventually, you know, we'll get. Uh, Asuka and and Eel Sky, which I'm mean, again it will probably be made a fun match, good way to start the show. Uh, you know, groundbreaking. You know, I, I don't know, uh, but uh, you know, there was a lot of plunder in there, and some spots that uh, that you know, for the most part, went right in there. There you go, and uh, just you know. And by the way, the uh, KOD that uh, Bianca did on Bailey into the cage was a uh, a brutal spot. But uh, just good stuff. Nikki Cross, you know, unpredictable, breaking up the Tower of Doom spot because, uh, you know, I, I figured we'd see a Tower of Doom, and the fact that it didn't happen, that made me happy there. So, and she also jumped from the top of the cage as well. That was just uh, crazy stuff. But there you go. That was that match, the opening match. And then the next match was AJ Styles with the OC. Yeah, Luke Gallus and Carl Anderson in his corner. Uh, obviously, uh, Mia Yim was not going to be there. And uh, he took on Finn Balor, who had the Judgment Day, which uh, did not feature Rhea Ripley, but did feature Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. And one thing I wondered about this match is, like, you know, are you going to do something to on the outside of the ring that, uh, you know, the OC and uh, the, you know, the other guys, the Judgment Day, are going to be gone from ringside? So it just becomes AJ Styles and Finn Balor. And once that happened, we got one heck of a match. And uh, it was just outstanding. You, you know these guys can go, and there's no shenanigans on the outside, if you will. It was an outstanding match, and uh, and credit WWE on this. It just the ways you know uh, Finn Balor getting out of the uh, calf crusher, uh, the way he did that against AJ Styles, and you know then some you know, people might be like, oh man, the ending kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, he did AJ did hit his finisher, but you didn't get like these ridiculous false finishes. It was straightforward. You know, unlike you know the first match and the last match where everybody's hitting their big moves, 
one big move. It was done. Uh, but it was an outstanding match. Uh, you know, it could have gone either way. But AJ Styles wins that match. Uh, highly recommend watching that match. Was it as good as their first match? No, but pretty gosh darn close. And, uh, you know, let these guys fight one more time. I, I think this feud may be over. You know, I don't know. Um, and it's weird because in the Survivor Series sense, you know, these guys could have faced off on each other uh, in an elimination-style match. But that was uh, not the case here. But uh, but a very, very good match. Uh, the next match was uh, Ronda Rousey. Uh, she had Shayna Baszler in her corner uh, taking on Shotzi. Shotzi was not joined by uh, Raquel Rodriguez because Raquel was hurt. She got beat up on SmackDown. And this was for Ronda's uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, and, and this, uh, and I think everybody kind of agreeing, uh, this was not a good match. Uh, I, I just They just didn't click. Uh, I, I think a couple of things. Uh, I think nobody in the audience thought for a minute that uh, Shotzi had a chance to win this match. And here's the thing. Uh, sidebar for a second here. Uh, you know, and, I, and I, give, I give Triple H credit because you think of all the time Vince was in charge how many people never looked good, never looked like they had an opportunity where, um, you know, it's it's almost like a rehab project of, of sorts. Now, Liv Morgan uh, was different. Her reign was not great. Um, you know, that that should have been better. Uh, you know, here was Shotzi. You know, they're trying, and uh, something didn't click. They did do the spot outside the ring where Shayna jumped off the ring apron. They landed on Shayna and Ronda, and they went through people in the crowd, which were plants, by the way. Um but uh, it was, you know, it's one of those spots where it, it just nothing got a reaction. And I, I think nobody thought that uh, Shotzi had a chance. Uh, Ronda won uh, by submission. The match went seven minutes, which uh, I didn't realize it went that long. And I looked at the uh, time and it's like, oh, my gosh, uh, that that's how that happened. Uh, but there you go. Ronda retains. Uh, we'll see what's next. There's reports of, uh, you know, maybe Charlotte's going to be back by the Rumble. And, uh, you know, or maybe it's, you know, Becky goes to SmackDown and fights Ronda. Well, we'll see who's next uh, in that regard. Maybe Raquel Rodriguez, you know, there's somebody that they could work on to push with her when she comes back. Yeah, they got they get a little roster now. You know, a lot, a lot better shape than I thought they were in, uh, you know, maybe a year ago. Uh, you had the uh, triple threat match for the United States Championship. Uh, Seth Rollins or Seth freaking Rollins defending his title against Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory. And, uh, you know, they did the uh, the first spots here with the uh, triple threat match where, you know, one guy's out of the ring conveniently. And, uh, you know, so Seth and Bobby would go at it. And, you know, everybody's keeping Austin out. But, man, what, what, they got cooking with all those guys in the ring. Uh, Seth Rollins doing the curb stop, jumping off of Austin Theory and giving the curb stop to Bobby Lashley uh, was just uh, fantastic. And the way they broke up the pins and everything. Uh, then the ending coming with uh, Seth Doing the uh, you know the superplex off the top rope, goes for the uh, Falcon Arrow, gets speared by Bobby Lashley and Austin Theory, uh, kind of like lands on top of him, and scores the pin and steals the United States Championship. This, this was another fun match, and you know some people may not like the ending, but uh, this is great rehab for Austin Theory. Didn't need money in the bank, got rid of it. And uh, here we are, and uh, he's got uh, he's got the U.S. Championship now, and he's got you know these guys looking at him, uh, and probably Mustafa Ali as well. And we'll see how this uh, goes down uh, tonight at Raw. But a uh, fun match, and it was time uh, before I get to the main event of the evening. We uh, there were segments in between the matches uh, involving 
the bloodline. And you had, uh, you know, Jey Uso talking to Roman Reigns, you know, concern about Sammy's alliances. So Sammy talks to Roman and Sammy's like, uh, yeah, I was talking to Kevin Owens, uh, but, uh, you know, Kevin was doing all the talking. You know, I, I'm, you know, looking Roman in the eyes and it's like, you know, I am loyal to you guys. Um, you know, there's there's no, you know, backstabbing or anything going on here. You know, I, I, I am legit. So you have this story going all night. Great segments. Uh, Paul Heyman in the background is 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 outstanding in this, just with his reactions and everything that's going on. And 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 this was, you know, pro- probably like some of the best Roman Reigns uh, we had in segments and during the match as well. Um, outstanding. So you had the Bloodline in the main event taking on the Brawling Brutes. So of course Roman Reigns, Sami Zayn, Solo Sequoia, and the Usos, and you know you got uh, of course Sheamus back. With uh, Butch and Ridge Holland and then uh, Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. And uh, wow. Uh, so you had starting the match for the Brawling Brutes was Butch. Now, of course, uh, the Brawling Brutes had the advantage, if you will, of having the next guy go out first. And uh, But it was uh, Butch uh, taking on Jey Uso. Then after that, uh, Ridge Holland came in. And it was a two-on-one and Jay Uso. Now, when it became time for the next member of the bloodline to come in, Jimmy Uso was about to go, but Roman stopped him and he sent out Sami Zayn. And just, just what a moment, man. Just the whole story for this has been fantastic. But then Sammy going out there and getting in the ring and you know, and, and saving Jay from a couple of spots and everything. And there was one spot uh, later on where uh, you know. Jay was going to do a table and Sammy was trying to help and Jay didn't like that. And Jimmy was trying to calm everybody down and, but he had everybody in there. Uh, you know, and Seamus came in, by the way, Seamus, man, heck of a 2022. I don't know if it's like comeback of the year for a wrestler, but this dude has just been amazing. I don't know if he just got re-energized, uh, re-energized by his match with, with, uh, I almost said Walter, but, uh, Gunther, but just uh, fantastic. So, uh, by the way, while this is going on, when things are like going good, like Roman Reigns is like got this great look, and he's got this other look of concern. Uh, Solo Sequoia, uh, when Solo Sequoia came in, man, he was just uh, fantastic. Talking about having somebody looking strong, you know, we used to worry about these NXT call ups. This guy has just been great, and uh, he, he really impressed Roman during the match, and then finally. You know, Kevin Owens, the last guy in for uh, the brute side. And then for the bloodline, of course, it's Roman Reigns. Of course, he's going to come in last. And the match officially begins. And, you know, a couple of crazy spots there. Uh, you know, the, the big part was, you know, Kevin Owens hits the stunner on Roman Reigns, goes for the cover, and Sami Zayn breaks up the pinfall at like two. And just, he stops the referee. And everybody's like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, he is with the bloodline and everything else. And, uh, you know, Kevin Owens is there. And then Jey Uso goes to super kick Kevin Owens. And then you get uh, Sami Zayn low-blowing Kevin Owens. And just the pop, the reaction for this. And then he's down. And then, you know, Kevin Owens is in the corner. And and, and Sami's talking to Roman, you know, basically saying, hey, I am on your side. I'm showing you I'm on your side. And then he gives a huluva kick to Kevin Owens. And then Sammy, you know, points at Kevin Owens, you know, for uh, for Jay Uso to hit a splash. Jay hits the splash. They win the match. 
And uh, did you, you know, did you not tear up when this happened? Uh, you have a Jay Uso embracing Sami Zayn, you know, so like like Jay believes him now, and uh, it was just this is the best storyline we've had in wrestling in years. This has just been, you know, you, you expect at some point, yeah, the double cross is going to happen, but the ride has been amazing, and, and it was so well done last night. I, I, this A plus of that match. Uh, 10 out of 10 in that match just, uh, you know, had everything, the wrestling, the story, and, uh, oh, man, it was just uh, so well done. The Bloodline win the match, and, um, wow, that was just uh, incredible. So so well done on everybody's parts. Uh, You know, we'll see what's next for, like, the Brawling Brutes and, uh, you know, for Drew and uh, and Kevin Owens and stuff. I know Kevin's going to probably get a shot at Roman Reigns at the Rumble. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how Sammy plays a part in that, and and uh, you know, and maybe it's the thing of like, okay, well, once we get rid of Kevin Owens, all right, well, we don't need Sammy anymore because we got through this or that, or who knows? We will uh, find out uh, over time how that uh, goes on. But what what a fun pay per view uh, was a perfect no, but uh, four out of the five matches on her uh, highly recommend, and uh, a, a great pay per view, eight and a half out of ten. Uh, just how they put that together, especially the end, uh, was just so gosh darn good. Uh, I, I can't remember like a pay-per-view ending like that where I just felt happy. You know, the heels won, but you're like, oh, man, this is just so good. And uh, hats off to them for pulling this off. Now, according, now they had a press conference afterwards. Uh, we had different people talking. Uh, were, uh, Paul Heyman just gives so many props to Sami Zayn and talking about, you know, how fun it is to work with him every week. And you'll see some of these clips up on the ESPR page at FM99.com or 1069fox.com. Uh, but some of the other things, too, is that uh, Triple H, Paul Levesque, if you will, he said this was the highest grossing Survivor Series of all time and the most viewed and that the event was a, a complete sellout. Uh, they said that they sold 15,600 tickets and stuff. So hats off to them. A, a big money night. I'm surprised you don't do this in a bigger venue, but I, I guess you know Survivor Series is a little different than Mania and SummerSlam and, and Royal Rumble. Maybe that's going to change down the road. But I guess you really have to put a lot on this event. So hats off to them for making that happen. And uh, there you go. That's your Survivor Series War Games. Highly recommend this event. One of the best uh, Survivor Series in years. You didn't have the you know the the brand split going on and the brand wars fighting each other. I, mean, I did miss the Survivor Series style of match, but if this is the new way to do it, and then so be it. But you know, I would still I'll still take a elimination match somewhere along the way. So there you go. Uh, again, thanks for checking us out. Eat, sleep, podcast, repeat. FM99.com, 1069fox.com. Look for us under the media tab, Facebook and Twitter, ESPR99. And anywhere you listen to the podcast, just search ESPR Wrestling. Of course, like tune in. Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Make sure you subscribe. Thanks for checking us out. Email us too, ESPR at FM99.com. If you got thoughts on the show, uh, comment uh, wherever you hear this or ESPR at FM99.com. And uh, man, what a show. Uh, NXT deadline comes up, uh, by the way, next Saturday on the uh, 10th. So uh, we may, uh, if it's not a preview of that show, we may. Uh, do review out of that because they got the Iron Survivor Challenge. So I was very curious to see how they do that. And then a revitalized Apollo Crews taking on Braun Breaker.
you know, and a lot of stuff going on in AEW as well. And uh, we'll see how this works out with uh, MJF, you know, as the as the champion and stuff. And if you're wondering, you know, Dynamite uh, and the ratings and everything else, uh, you know, the go home show was not great. However, for the uh, show before Thanksgiving, uh, they had 880,000 people. So, uh, you know, didn't hit a million, but, um, you know, for the last two shows, which kind of surprised me going around the pay-per-view here, uh, you know, with the elite back and everything else that, uh, that's where they are. So a little surprised there, but, uh, we'll see how this goes, uh, you know, for the rest of, uh, 2022. Again, thanks for joining. I am Dave Taylor. And as always, make sure you eat, sleep, podcast, and repeat. Have a great day, everybody.